Ever since I can remember, my parents have let me express myself through various different outlets. When I was younger, one way I chose to express myself was through clothing. Um, dressing however I please made me feel unique and like I was showing the world who I was without actually having to say a thing. From what I remember, some of my favorite shirts were ones with straps that sat right on my shoulders but didn't completely cover them. I personally absolutely loved my style, no matter how wacky and out there each outfit was, and trust me, they were very wacky and out there. I really didn't care what anybody thought and I wouldn't have changed for anyone. But then at the age of six, I began to get restricted on what I could wear. Suddenly, I wasn't allowed to wear some of those favorite shirts, and as it started to get hot outside, I had to be careful about my shorts, as they could be seen as too inappropriate. These changes didn't come from a random new way my parents decided to raise me. It all had to do with the place I got my education from, school. Dress codes are something that have an effect on everyone around them, whether we acknowledge it or not. Almost every girl I know has at one point been embarrassed or self-cautious because of them, and everyone I've talked to can agree that dress codes are a very flawed system. But out of all the conversations I've had, I've never once heard anyone call them out for what they're truly doing, sexualizing girls' bodies at a young age. My name is Emma Matthews, this is my first podcast for Loon, and today I'm going to be opening up the discussion on school dress codes. I want to begin with a little bit of background on dress codes so we can see how they evolved into what they are today. Starting in the 1920s, where it was required for girls to wear corsets once they started the age that we know as middle school. Not for the tiny waist, but for the purpose of making their breasts less noticeable. At this same time, hats were a big requirement for boys. If you weren't wearing a hat, you would be sent home. And this rule followed through for quite a long time, which really surprised me. Like, most schools I've been to, hats are like the opposite way around. They don't really want you to wear them. But for quite a long time, hats were a big requirement. And then going into the 30s, dress codes began to get a little more lenient and easygoing. Knee-high socks were now allowed instead of having to wear full-length stockings all the time. Which sounds pretty crazy to us, but at the time, this was a really big change and it was a big deal. At the same time, boys were allowed to start wearing full-length pants rather than shorts all the time so they could stay warm during the colder months. Not too much change for anyone in the 40s, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip a decade and move along into the 50s, where girls were required to have very high necklines in order to, in quotes, keep decent for everyone in class. Boys were finally allowed to ditch their hats, and everyone was pretty excited about this change, considering it was much more comfortable and they could show off their new hairstyles. Once the 60s began, it was common that girls had to find a nice balance for skirt lengths. Skirts that went below the mid-calf were considered just as distracting as ones that went a little bit above the bottom of the knee. It was a very odd transitional time. Not much changed for the boys, they just had to add on that jeans were not allowed. For everyone around this time, it was discouraged to make a political statement with clothing, but the rules on it all depended on where you were living at the time. Throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s, dress codes began to change 
around with the fashion and the times. So all the pictures we see of fashion from the 70s, 80s, and 90s were kind of what you would see at school. I also wanted to point out real quick that as I was learning about dress codes over the years, um, I learned a lot more. This is just kind of a quick glance over to see a look inside of it. But I noticed that dress codes, when it came to boys, they would usually change um, for the comfort and benefit of boys, whereas girls, their dress codes would change to make sure they were staying covered up also for the benefit of boys, but not at all for something that girls would want. And then we get to the 2000s where we see the long listed dress codes we know today. The dress codes where I see a long list of no-nos for the girls, but at the same time can see a guy walking around with a shirt that has movie stars who are basically wearing nothing, which is like very true. I've seen that happen so many times at my schools. Like I have seen girls getting dress coded while guys walk past um, teachers wearing like a shirt with a naked woman on it, which I think is pretty crazy. But anyways, um, before I dive into the dangers of the sexualizing dress codes, I do want to emphasize that all dress codes are different. So what I say might not apply to all the schools you guys go to, but are all based on information or experiences that I've had or from people I've talked to, or just overall general information and statistics I've read. I also want to take a minute to acknowledge how unfair and biased dress codes can be to members of the LGBTQ community and people of color, which is a very important thing to discuss, but is not what this particular podcast is about. I did want to acknowledge it, though, so we can all understand that there are different aspects of the unfair dress codes, And I just wanted to make sure you all know that I'm not trying to ignore that side. It's just not what I'm specifically talking about today. And then with all this in mind, I can begin by talking about the word distraction. It's a word that's become so normalized and thrown around. It plays a really big part in dress codes. I've been hearing the word used to describe my body since I was a six-year-old in kindergarten. And this next part's going to sound a bit off track, but I promise it'll all come together in the end. So anyways, my first week of sixth grade, or middle school, I had a teacher tell my class, and I quote, Just don't wear anything that'll distract the boys. We don't want them to look at you and think to do things. I cannot begin to explain how horrified I was by that statement. Like, the first week of sixth grade, I was already pretty scared, pretty nervous, And then a teacher throws that out there, and I was like, well then, okay. It was just, it was just crazy to me. Um, I was horrified that we were getting taught to not distract rather than teaching the boys to not look at us as sexual objects, which is, in my opinion, the most disgusting thing about dress codes. It's blaming girls for what they can't control which is truly a horrible lesson to teach and, quite frankly, a dangerous one that can get carried out through life. It's the beginning of victim blaming just on a much lower scale. Being taught what you wear and that your body's a distraction by someone that's basically in charge of you for about six to seven hours a day, five days a week, can send an incredibly powerful message that our bodies are dangerous. It can also send the message that any harassment we receive is our fault. 
I have a friend who I'll keep anonymous as she asked me to, but she shared with me that one time she got catcalled in the halls at school, which is bad enough considering this is her place of education, a place where she should feel the most safe and welcomed. But when she went to talk to a teacher about it, she was straight up told to just not wear the outfit again to avoid any more confrontation. The boys that made her feel uncomfortable walked away with absolutely no consequence whatsoever. This is not an uncommon thing, which leads me to the fact that lack of discipline leads us to believe that it's normal to be objectified. One in five girls will get harassed or sexually assaulted at some point in their college career. And statistically speaking, more often than not, before action is taken, if there is any action taken at all, victims are usually questioned on what they were wearing or how they were acting, almost as a way to try and find if any of the blame can be placed on them. These questions can come from the authority, teachers, or even in some cases, friends. And these questions all stem back to the first day of school, when dress codes teach us that it's our fault if someone looks at us as a distraction. So this word, distraction, I'm hoping I was able to explain a little bit, can unknowingly cause a lot of harm. It starts the ideas of what's acceptable for women to wear out in public without receiving any backlash. If you think about it, for 12 years, people are told what's acceptable and appropriate to wear. So it really does put into the minds what is societally okay and gives false ideals that women should dress in a way that benefits men. When you learn and hear the same thing over and over again, it begins to get engraved in your head. So dress codes are definitely something that even if you don't think about them too frequently, will most likely be in the back of your brain for the entirety of your life. But moving away from the dangers of dress codes, I also want to take some time to talk about how dress codes can be unfair on the aspect of embarrassment. In sixth grade, a teacher of mine stopped me in the middle of a very crowded hallway and loudly said, oops, looks like Victoria's Secret is out, and then proceeded to tell me that my bra strap was showing and I needed to make sure it didn't happen again because it's a big distraction. I was so completely embarrassed by that. It's not like I was purposely out here trying to show off the fact that I was wearing a bra. No, I was just trying to walk to my next period class. When she decided to loudly, practically shout for everybody walking by to hear, my bra strap was showing. If anything, I think she was creating more of a distraction than a little strap on my shoulder was. Um, That was really, really embarrassing and a nightmare for me as an 11-year-old girl who was still pretty shy and trying to get used to middle school. This past school year, I was dress-coded for the very first time in ninth grade. I was wearing a blue shirt that shows a little bit of cleavage. Not too much, just a tiny bit. It's like a v-neck shirt. And it's not really something I can cover up because at this point in my life, it's just there. I can't do anything about that. But my teacher called me over at the end of class and told me my shirt was offensive and distracting. Although she was only saying it loud enough so where I could hear her, again, I was really embarrassed that a teacher was telling me that my chest area is some something I can't change was a distraction. It also really grossed me out that she was telling me this was a distraction, 
Like, you're my teacher, a grown adult. What about my ninth grade body do you find distracting? It really made me feel uncomfortable. And this was also at a time where I was getting getting over a patch of being extremely non-confident. I was beginning to finally be happy with the way I looked, and then this happened, and I was really upset by it. It's not fair that we as girls are getting shamed or having to feel embarrassed of our bodies, especially when it's in a place where we're surrounded by friends and peers all over. There's so many stories I can tell of things that have happened to me, my friends, things that have happened to my friends' friends who live states away with completely different rules, or things I've read online and in the news over the years that can express how badly some of the embarrassment can be. But if I shared them, this podcast would truly last a lifetime because things like that happen every single day. To begin wrapping up the podcast, I wanted to share that I chose this topic because I know a lot of us are going back to school soon or have already started school, and I felt it was important that we can begin the new year with a better understanding and awareness about dress codes we learn about and have to deal with every year. So hopefully we can all be there for each other during those embarrassing moments, and boys can have a better understanding as to why and how the dress code is biased, so when they see something happening, they can be there as an ally. I know there's not always too much we can do when it comes to changing a school rule. I know for me personally, schools can be a little bit hesitant to listen to my opinions or beliefs or just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Suggestions. (laughs) Uh, But maybe this can encourage some of you to talk about dress codes to your school board and try to find a fair balance and change in them. I also wanted to say that I do know this podcast was a little messy and all over the place, but this is my first and I am really looking forward to learning how to better them in the future. I also wanted to do a quick apology for the many voice cracks you guys heard in this. Um, I woke up with a bit of a head cold, so there's that. Um, I'm also not quite used to talking for 15 minutes straight yet, Uh, but I will get there. Um, I promise. Actually, I don't think I can promise that, but I'm hoping I will get there. (laughs) Um, Anyways, thank you all for listening to this podcast. It means a lot. I hope to see you all back here for my next one in a couple of weeks. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic new school year. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening.